Welcome to the Ecclesia Podcast. Join us as we engage in conversations about what it means to be the church in this age. We believe God is calling the church into a different mode of being, living beyond the status quo. Welcome everyone to KGS Podcast, Ecclesia, a look at the local church. My name is Joel. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Marissa. Hey, Joel. Hey, Marissa. Well, glad you're here with me. Uh, And I'm also here today with Bob and Debbie Cowan. Bob and Debbie, welcome. Hello. How's everybody today? Hey, it's so good to be here with you guys. Thanks. So uh, today we would love to to dive in and we're going to talk about your journey. Um, You guys um, were in Roatan, uh, which is in Honduras for a number of years. And you're also pastors here in Canada. So why don't we just jump right in? Give us, give us your story, um, starting from when God called you into ministry to where you are now. Just give us a, a, I mean, try and keep it short, but let us, give us your testimony. Well, for me, I became a Christian at the age of 15 in the middle of grade 10, hair halfway down my back and <laughs> involved in drugs and alcohol and blah, blah, blah. And the Lord introduced himself to me in a wonderful way that I won't say right now. So we don't have time, but um, probably about a year later, you know, I was I was one of the nerds in school. You go thrown against lockers and stuff like that, and you know, you're in the library club because you're not athletic. That's that was my story. And about a year later, after I became a Christian, the people who were abusing me in school were coming to me in the cafeteria and sharing their deepest problems at mm-hmm. home because. I no longer needed their approval. I was so happy in Jesus that people started coming to me and and sharing with me. And and it was the first time I really knew respect in that kind of atmosphere. And so it was quite quickly that I had a calling to just everything I was learning from the Bible for the very first time. I wanted everybody to know it. Like, do people know what's in this Bible? Hmm. Like if people knew what was in this thing, they would just be eating it up. Like it answers all the questions of life. The the universe makes sense. Everything made sense to me. So my calling has been to disciple people through my whole life, really. Mm -hmm. Not to pastoral ministry, but Mm -hmm. just to share what God has shown me with anybody who wants to be shown that. Mm -hmm. And to feed my family, the pastoral title gave me, you know, the... The income that I needed to be able to do that so it was the route that we took mm-hmm. and uh, once Deb and I got married um, we took a group over of Bible college students over to Kenya East Africa and to England for a year and then we came back and a little while after that we we were uh, privileged by the Lord to go and start a church in Canmore Alberta mm-hmm. Trinity Bible Church which is still thriving today happy to say thank you lord and then i was getting my seminary degree from briarcrest bible college in saskatchewan while i was there and so we went to briarcrest from there um, passed the church along to someone else for leadership and i finished my degree there and ended up staying and teaching there for five years but we missed the local church and pastoring and so we were called out to nova scotia we helped two churches there for 10 years. And then we were asked to come out to Vernon, BC and help a Mennonite church um, that was having some struggles. And 
we helped there for three and a half years, and then we ended up merging two churches together. We had two sets of pastoral staff, so the Lord just pulled us out of that when it was at the right timing and introduced us to the people of Roatan, Honduras. So we were down there for 10 years just helping impoverished people. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord told Deb and I in different ways about the same time that what he'd sent us there to accomplish was complete. Mm-hmm. And we came back to Canada two years ago and um, tried to find our fit. And so far, we've had the best fit here at KGF. So mm-hmm. we're here. I don't know what you want to add to that. <laughs> you did a great job, dear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a journey that's brought you so long. Mm-hmm. And we're so glad that you're yeah. here. Yeah. Wow. Really wide range of experiences, too. From church planting to helping churches transition to mm-hmm. missionary work and just loving on people in a different country. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yay, God. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's look, we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk a little bit about about um, how people live out their giftings today in in in, uh, in church context in North American context. Um, so, Which is something we, we touched on last week, but we really wanted to gain from you guys, from your experience of so many different denominations, from cultures, about the exercise of giftings and where we can glean from scripture about what that can look like for us, especially at KGF. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about, um, in, in your journey as pastors, um, how have you helped people find their gifting and their calling how have you helped them live that out? And maybe some uh, share with us some, some of the most effective ways that you found um, in helping people find and live out their calling. Well, um, partway along our journey, we came upon this book called Discovering Your God-Given Gifts. And I had been confused up to that point about gifts. There's There's three different lists and you know, a lot of people put all those three lists together in one big long um, piece of paper and then say, figure out what your gift is. And it was just too overwhelming, too confusing to me. And, mm. and um, this outlined it in a different way. They, their premise was that there's three different Greek words for each of those lists. And so you think about each of those lists in an entirely different way. The Greek people would have saw them as being very different. Mm-hmm. And so the list in Corinthians about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, um, healing, healing. Mm-hmm. The word there means manifestation, and it says as the Spirit gives. And so the Spirit decides when those gifts are used through you. Is the understanding we came to is, I may not ever have a word of wisdom for someone, or I he may use me with a word of wisdom on a regular basis. It's up to the Spirit. It's not something that I possess in my own DNA, those, those set of gifts. So whenever the Spirit wants to use me for that, my, my job is to be willing and open for that use. And I've heard a lot of people say commonly, you know, like I said something to somebody and they go, wow, that was profound. And I hadn't even thought of it. It just came out of me. And mm-hmm. to me, that's the Spirit using us mm-hmm. in our, yeah. you know, His gifts through us. Mm-hmm. And then in Ephesians, there's a list of leadership gifts, I believe, that 
you know, that a church is given a present. Doma and dosia are the Greek words there that, that indicate they're like presents. Mm. So, like a gift, an actual mm. office gift. Yeah, so mm. Pastor Joel is a gift to KGF for a, a season, for a period of time, for the equipping of the body. And those gifts are given to groups for the equipping of the body, not to do the work, but to equip the body to do the work. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to know what your gifts are and what your part in the church is, Paul gives us another list in Romans 12, 6 to 8, which is a perceiver, teacher, administrator, server, giver, uh, compassion person, and exhorter. So in those seven things, we're all commanded to do those seven things, but we all have strengths, different unique strengths. So my top gifts in those are perceiver, which is a prophetic gift, discernment, I guess would be a modern term, Mm -hmm. and administration and teaching. Hmm. So in that order, that's the strength that I bring to the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I love that he gives us so many images of the church, the body, the household of God, the family, the sheep with the shepherd, that... There's a lot of different ideas that help us understand how we're supposed to function together. Mm-hmm. So what I bring is very different from what somebody else brings. And so, I mean, early on in most of our churches, we did a gifts test for the whole congregation. And we help people discover what gift mix they were. Some people are really strong in one area and they become specialists. Mm-hmm. And some people are strong in several areas equally and they're generalists they, mm-hmm. they do a variety of different things so you know as you understand your gifting you will so much better recognize your part your contribution to the body mm. so one of the things that bob used to do in when in the churches is do these surveys and then he would keep track and and have a spreadsheet so let's say for example someone was in the hospital uh, he would go and look through the compassion people mm-hmm. and call them. And nine times out of 10, they are on it. Mm-hmm. They're not saying, oh, well, you know what? I don't know. You know, uh, what would maybe, I say? What would I say? Maybe <laughs> an administrative person would want to orchestrate other things like preparing food for the people, but mm-hmm. actually going and sitting there and talking to them would be awkward. Mm-hmm. And so we really utilized. Uh, the information we gain from this testing and saw the body of Christ flourish. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, literally you're, you're flourish. getting into that motivation of people rather than, uh, yeah, I think there's a difference between t- touching on people's hearts mm-hmm. and then also calling them to a, a leadership position or just something higher and different where they they have to be awakened to. Mm-hmm. So those, those underlying currents of, oh yeah, my gift of compassion. Oh yeah, that's all you need to say. Yeah. And I'm I'm there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what are what are just curious, Debbie, what are what are your gifts? Bob shared his. Yeah. What are your gifts? And maybe I'd be interested to know, like, as a couple, how has God your mm. used your gifts together to minister to people? Right. I would say a compassion for sure is one in the mix. And the other is an exhorter. And the difference Mm. between a teacher and an exhorter is a teacher loves to give information, but an exhorter likes to give information that produces action. Mm. Like I I love to give information that is going to inspire someone and they go, wow, I've got to do something with that. So Mm. um, 
one time Bob, when he was teaching, taught on spiritual gifts at the, the college, at the Bible college. And these are in the days of overhead projectors, for those of you that don't <laughs> know what those are, <laughs> and bar graphs. And so in order to, he had his, you had your gifts graphed out, right, dear? Mm-hmm. And he had them on the overhead. Mm-hmm. And by mistake, he was talking and he, he had mine graphed out too. And he put mine on top of his without taking it, it away. And it filled the square. Whoa. <laughs> like it was just one big square of giftedness. You complete me. You complete me, <laughs> yes. And I'll be honest with you, that was a, a bit of a, a tumultuous time in our marriage. Like it happens mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. go through difficult times. And when he came home, that was really kind of... Um, pivotal for us Mm. to realize even though we're different and we have issues that we're working through Mm. oh my goodness we are so strong together Mm. and his strengths are my weaknesses my weaknesses are his strengths Mm. it was life-changing for me Mm. that little that thing so yeah we do work very well together deb and i are both strong at discernment Mm -hmm. but she's big in compassion i'm not and i'm (laughs) more in teacher than her Mm -hmm. so when we would go, someone had a problem and we'd go together to minister to them, Deb would, would you know, put her hand on their shoulder and say, oh, that must have been so hard, so difficult. Oh, I can just so feel for what you're going through. And they'd cry and I'd sit there. And I'd cry. <laughs> yeah. you just wait of for course, the tears yeah. to pass. Yeah, for the tears to pass. And then, then they'd say, so what do you think I should do I about it? I just don't know what to do. And Deb would turn to me and I'd say, well, step one, <laughs> step two, step three. Mm, <laughs> not quite like that, but often yeah. we work well together within our gifting. And I believe that when the body comes together, understanding the way we each are equipped and gifted for certain things. And we saw that over and over again in the churches that we led was a body-driven uh, like a church going together as a body and just doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. It's, it was, I mean, uh, just, I miss it. Not even going to get you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Did you, did you find that when you, I guess it's kind of one of those questions where yes, but how in that um, personally, did you find that each of your gifts expanded what you were doing like did it did it increase your ministry or how did it change your ministry i guess is the question i'm asking working together or just personally just people in the church how did it change their ministry yeah well for you guys let's start with you guys and then maybe move on to your church of individually recognizing that there were people around you who were strong where you were not did you did that did that increase your um, desire to work with more oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah suddenly you don't have to do it all mm-hmm. yeah. and 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 it's so freeing and also it's empowering to see the body able to do so much more together we know it we're better together mm-hmm. but in reality a lot of times church can be a spectator sport where you just go and you sit and you hope to be inspired a bit but mm-hmm. it, when it comes to your everyday life and so we really tried to model how how are we going to kind of release, and that took a bit of uh, risk hmm. to you know we would always run through it 
Bob, do you, do you want to tell the story about the Halloween thing, or do you want me to do that? Halloween um, thing. Yeah, you share that, but let me just say something before that. Okay. Is from my point of view, um, we always worked with a body of elders. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, here's the qualities of an elder. So he wouldn't have put that list in there if he didn't want us to have elders. So in choosing elders, we didn't just choose the people with the most money or the most business experience. Like it wasn't like a, a, a human board. Mm-hmm. It was like, is, is there a strong fellow who has compassion, who's strong in compassion, someone who's strong in administration? Mm-hmm. So like we, ha- we wanted as many of the gifts represented. Yeah so that we would represent the church well we would equip the church well not just in one area and that's where i think a lot of churches have limitations is they have one leader and where he's strong the church is strong where he's weak the church is weak Mm -hmm. and so when you have a body of combined strengths at the leadership level then you're relating to everybody where they need to be related mm-hmm. to and you're encouraging people in the way that they're motivated to be encouraged right you know mm-hmm. yeah, so. that's awesome okay so you know what once once you start empowering people ideas come up like mm-hmm. co-creating yeah. right people start wanting to do things and so this lady came to bob and just said bob i have this idea and i want to run it by you because i believe that we are to submit to authority you can't just everyone go out there and do whatever so she came to bob and the elders and talked about this idea for halloween and what it was going to be is uh she felt like it would be good to be out there as a christian but serving those parents that are wandering around with their kids. And she thought if we could have hot chocolate to give them. Mm -hmm. And she said, but I've really thought this through and I would like to see everybody involved. So there would be people at the church praying. So you've got those that are interceding and praying. Mm -hmm. You would have those that are serving the hot chocolate. And then you've got those that are actually there to speak to the people, to share and to love and evangelize. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this is this was pretty risky, guys, because we, we're kind of anti-Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. But we really, you guys really prayed about it and thought, no, this is an opportunity to love. We actually got, you guys got mugs made. What did they say, dear? Yeah. Uh, God loves you and so do we. And the other side said City Heights Church. So, yeah, wow. and it had our address. Yeah. And so they were actual mugs that we handed out. Wow. Um, so if you ever come chocolate. to church, bring your mug with you. <laughs> and people would come and they yeah. had their mug to get their first coffee. That's awesome. Yeah. And the fruit of that, but I believe the w- reason it was fruitful is because there was so many gifts involved. Mm-hmm. Those that were servers were serving. Yeah. And they weren't awkward. You can, you know, you can, I, I don't really like serving. Like, if you want to put me in an awkward situation, make me go clean a kitchen. Like, it just stresses <laughs> me out. But there are people that love to do that. Yeah. So those that were serving were happy. Mm-hmm. Those... And the administrators went and organized getting the hot chocolate oh, yeah. from yeah. Tim Hortons. And mm-hmm. there were guys that just drove around in their trucks and didn't mm-hmm. say anything to anybody. They just, yeah. you know. But it's, everyone's got a piece. Everybody everybody's got a piece of the action. A piece yeah. to play. And the fruit from that was phenomenal Mm -hmm. and those of us that were gifted in communicating and i have a passion for evangelism i love talking to the lost because i was saved out of Mm -hmm. just such a terrible background Mm -hmm. and so 
we had so much fruit. So many people came and brought their mugs and talked about that. And it was just from one lady's idea. But she submitted to the leadership. We prayed about it, went forth. Did we do it again? No, never. Hmm. We never did it again. Hmm. And so that, I think, is the secret. If it's going to be spirit-directed, he may say do it again, right. but he may not. Yeah. And we never felt compelled to do it again. Huh. So. One guy had a real desire to pray for people, so we ended up making a prayer booth, and oh, we took yeah. it down at lunch downtown Halifax and just had free prayer on a banner. Wow. And people coming out of the office eating their lunch on the boardwalk would come over and ask prayer for things and just prayed for yeah. people and yeah. communicated the gospel with them. And It's amazing what people will do when you, when you give them permission. When you that's give them right. Permission. And exactly. when you're in it together. Yeah. When you're in it together, I think that's important. Yeah. So. We had a dessert theater every Christmas and, you know, invited the mayor and everybody else to come. And we always had just a fun, wonderful evening with huge decorations and everything. We built a whole Tim Hortons one year. We had a climbing wall one year. We had a, a waterfall. We had snow coming off the ceiling. Mm -hmm. We did all sorts of different things, but there was always a very thoughtful gospel message at the end of the evening explaining the meaning of christmas and you know we we wanted to help the the food bank we had a food bank in one of our lobbies we we went out and bought a greenhouse and we put a garden beside the church building and people could come and if they helped like weed the garden and tend the garden for 20 minutes or so then we'd give them a bag of food to take so mm. they felt like they were doing something for their food mm. and just all sorts of different things like that came up because people had ideas and we asked God to flesh them out. And I would say that church building, City Heights Church, was the busiest building hmm. all the time. Not so much with programs, but people coming and going. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was just a little hub of activity yeah, all hub, the yeah. time. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That was hard to leave. I'm not even going to kid you to come yeah. to, um, to Vernon. Because it was the best experience. Yeah. Even the TV news crews used to start to come. Like they said, when church is on the decline in Nova Scotia, we found a few churches that are actually thriving. <laughs> wow. They'd come in, Bob, what are you guys doing these days? <laughs> yeah. And so what we did is we had the news anchor sing at one of our dessert theaters. Really? Wow. Why not? Yeah. Why not yeah. have her be in the community? Be in the community. We were very much in the community. Yeah. But it was, you know, it, it took some changing of the mindset. Like, how can you have a non-Christian uh, in your dessert theater? Mm -hmm. Well, pretty easy. She just sang. I think it's. I'm dreaming of a white. I'm Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> That's when it started to snow on her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in the middle of the song. Oh, of course. Mm. But anyways, I had it, styrofoam in a. A furnace fan. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. So many ideas. Yeah. So many. So so, we've only got just a little bit more time left. But I wonder if you could give us just what are some of the key pieces or the key ingredients that uh, allow you maybe when you're starting a church or when you're um, coming into a new church context that needs it needs its passion back. People have, have gotten a little complacent. What are the key ingredients in and bringing vibrancy and, and uh, instilling passion in people again? 
Well, of course, spiritual life and spiritual activity go hand in hand. You have to inspire people to spiritual life to want the things of the spirit. And as they want the things of the spirit, they want to contribute. And so you teach them what their gifts are so they know how to how to contribute in their strengths. Mm -hmm. And you need small groups. Uh, it's so important to have interactions with your faith mm -hmm. rather than just hearing a monologue on Sunday and socializing afterwards. If you, if you don't have spiritual interaction, because we're not a club. We're a spiritual entity. We're the body of Christ and we represent him. So if you don't work out your faith with each other and, you know, there's 27 one another's in the New Testament, you know, mm -hmm. pray for one another, confess your sins to one another, exhort one another, love one another, build up one another. They're all, they're all interactive actions and activities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we found it hard coming back to Canada after 10 years because it seemed like the church was a little more disconnected it was a little more sunday oriented rather than life oriented mm -hmm. and so to get people activated in their strengths um, and get them to interact spiritually with one another mm. i remember we used to tell one of our churches that uh, you know sunday morning is meant to be inspirational mm-hmm mm like it just, you gather, you know, you're not the only one with faith. You're not doing it alone. That Every week you say, yeah, we're in this together. It's it's worth it to mm -hmm. keep on with mm -hmm. my spiritual life. Yeah. I'm inspired yeah. to continue on. Yeah, you're telling the stories of what yeah. God is doing. Yeah, yeah but exactly. you don't necessarily grow from that. You just hear information and you yeah. may or may not interact it's like it. running a marathon, how like every quarter mile they would either have like a sign telling you that, oh, you're at the fifth kilometer. Right. And then the following half is you get water or the juice. It's, it's not building into you. It's just sustaining you yeah. exactly. to continue on. Mm -hmm. To keep going. But yeah. the actual running and the practice of it. Yeah. You have trainers and you have, mm -hmm. you know, groups that run together and, and you work in the gym together and you train so Sunday was inspirational Bible study groups. We had adult Sunday school, which was six weeks on, six weeks off. Okay. We had six week courses that people would take. And we had a, our young people did childcare during that time. Mm. So the youth took care of the kids mm -hmm. while the parents met. And then, you know, the regular service would be after that. But that and, was informational. Yeah, that was informational. And then small groups was meant to be relational, where you relate your faith to one another and pray for one another and mm -hmm. do all the one another's in a group. And if you had all three, then we would say it's going to be transformational. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sunday morning may not transform you. Right. Just studying the Bible may not transform you. Just mm -hmm. talking about your faith may mm -hmm. not transform you. So mm -hmm. you put it all together in a package and... And you come out the other side closer to Jesus, we believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I just want to say I appreciate about uh, Phil since he's been here is he's, he's authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I admire that. And that was one of the things we always modeled is authenticity. It's okay to be in process. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of uh, developing as a church, we need to be, we need to be able to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're only seeing each other Sunday morning, you're too busy just chit-chatting and looking your best to really be yourself. So when you get in a smaller 
environment, uh, that authenticity is able to come forth and the growth and the support. So yeah, I'm all about small groups for sure. That's mm -hmm. my passion. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to not be in a small group. I've pretty much always been in a small group and it's, uh, mm -hmm. it adds so much more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. so just, just to recap that, cause I, I think that was really cool. Uh, inspirational, you have an inspirational component mm -hmm. for the church body, uh, hearing each other's stories, um, being reminded again that, that God is good and God is powerful. Um, and God is redeeming all things, making all things new. Um, informational you need you do need some training you do yeah. need to study the bible together you do need For to growth. ingest some information to grow um relational you need to be doing this with one another you're not an island you're not on your own um and put those three things together and you get transformation transformation, mm -hmm. transformation. um well Unfortunately, we're kind of out of time for today. Um, I think we should have you guys back so at yes. some point. There's just so much more to your story. Um, if you're going to KGF Church and you haven't had a chance to connect with Bob and Debbie, um, uh, I hope you get that chance because they're just chock full of uh, good stuff, inspiration mm -hmm. and information. And I just uh, really loved getting and to know authenticity. them over the yeah, past that's year. Thank you so much for yeah. for doing this podcast. I I mentioned earlier I'm I'm really I am a podcast girl. Even though I'm older, I listen to at least one or two podcasts a day. That's how I'm getting my information actually. Mm. You know, mm. and it yeah. really fuels me up. So, yeah, way to go for doing this. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks again guys for coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got one more thing, Bob? I just got a little challenge that came to my mind on okay. the way here. <laughs> Okay. Give it to us and then we'll close For it every two hours right now you give to Netflix, mm. give two hours to a phone call or texting with a brother or sister mm. or someone in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. yeah. Find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good balance. It's a good challenge. I like it. It's the practice of these things. It's the, it's the exhortation of one another plus the challenge for us to be um, reaching out and relational mm -hmm. doing it yeah just doing it just do it just do it can we do that on a podcast <laughs> the trademark <laughs> oh sorry it's nicey do it <laughs> <laughs> okay guys thanks everyone for Thank tuning you. in today have a great week thanks for joining us on this episode if you've enjoyed this podcast help us reach even more people by leaving a review like or share on your favorite platform if you have any questions or comments, email us at podcast at kgfchurch.com.